Hey, Brie. Hey. So what's cracking? Are we starting a podcast or what? We're starting a podcast. But it's more than a podcast. I'm really excited for this podcast um, because, one, I get to work on it with Sesana, the smart and beautiful and talented Sesana. Um, great co-host. And then... Two, I'm excited because we get to bring on one of my favorite people in the world Hi. from the show, Rachel <laughs> Kirkconnell. Hi, guys. Rachel and I had um, the opportunity to date the same person. How very, many people can say that? You know what? Not many, but I will say I'm, I'm actually thankful for it because it brought me you. I'm so Even thankful it's so for weird. it. You know, it's but like. I think we we laugh about it now because I think like one of our first conversations was how like I reached out to you and I was like I don't know how you're feeling but like I love you so much and like I still want to like have a relationship with you yeah and you were like I didn't know how I would feel either but I didn't even know the guy yeah <laughs> like, like well we think we I mean I didn't even know him at the time either you I know? feel like you and I talked about this while we were filming was like at the end of the day, you're better off making friends with the people that you're here with because you have yeah, the probability alone 1% chance of ending up with the guy at the end. Yeah. So you might as well mm-hmm. come and That's leave That's actually more than, it's 1 in 34. Yeah. Sorry, not to throw statistics So is you. it less than 1%? No, it's 1 34th. How, what percentage is that? Look it up. Let's look it up right now. We actually have stat- statistics. We do. It's oh my gosh, really? Three. It's what? It's almost Point oh three. It's three percent. Okay, so I wasn't. Was like, that doesn't. Yeah, I wasn't far off. No, I was. Well, off. you know what? We're here with the ninety-seven percent, and here with the three <laughs> percent. Yeah, but guess what? Bree's just driving just as much as the rest of us right now. I mean, she just got back from Italy with her boyfriend. Italy. We all have. I think. I think the show in of itself, and we'll do another episode on this. But I think the show in of of itself is just sometimes this experience is iffy about what you're going to go in and what type of experience that you're going to have. And Mm -hmm. I can confidently say that while I would never do it again, and I would not encourage people to do it again. I am so thankful for it. Yeah. It changed my I mean, life in ways that were thing. unimaginable. Matt and I say the exact same thing. It's like, would we go through that again? Of course not. But we cannot even like be mad about everything that we went through both as a couple and individually because mm-hmm. like we're literally where we are today because of the show. So like we can't. Yeah. We honestly can't have anything to say except like, thank you. 100%. You know? What's the biggest thing that you feel like changed about you guys before and after the show? I mean, everything, my whole life, yeah. literally your entire life, right? I mean, what about you? Yeah, my entire life. I, I feel mean, like you kind of like I this is me telling track. Matt this and I'll tell him in person whenever I see him next. But mm-hmm. Matt allowed me to date out like to date black men mm-hmm. because I had never dated. Never had? No, I didn't know that. Not seriously. Yeah. Anyways, um, it was literally because of Matt that I reached out to A.O. Wow, that's so crazy. So then you can at least say like, "Hey Matt, thanks for Matt sending me home." <laughs> Matt, if you're listening, which you will. People obviously. who love Matt. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually only here just to talk about Matt. We're not talking about ourselves at all. Yep. No. All right. Next question about Matt. But oh no, I do wait. I do have a question though, is because whenever we were on the show, so it's coming up on two years ago, which is kind of yeah. We were just talking about this before we started. Yeah, we what is it? 
August like, something. Yeah. August 5th now. That we went to go film. No, we, we went literally a month ago or mm -hmm. September, end of September, two years ago. We yeah. were locked away in the highest room in the Tulsa. Yeah. <laughs> and Nemecolon. Yeah. And Nemo. Finding Nemo. Yeah. And yeah, Nemo. Yeah. Wait, wait, what did we call it? We called it, um, remember how it was called the Chateau and we called it the Mateau. Oh, the Mateau. We called it wow. the Mateau. This is like really bringing up memories for yeah. me. Yeah. We were locked away in the Mateau was for like 10 COVID? days during COVID. Yeah. We were locked away for 10 days. Um, they took our phones after like three days. So we were really locked away. Like I had yeah. nothing. And then that's when you really go crazy. And I'm like, I can't believe yeah. I'm actually about to do this. Yeah. And then we started filming like the first night was I think October 10th. Yeah. So two years ago, mm -hmm. almost. Yeah. Which Who is was so the last crazy. person you texted? From the show? No, from before oh, they took your phone away. I think it was, I mean, it was probably either like someone from my family or I do remember my friends, one of my friends from college. I really didn't, I mean, I don't know who you told, but I was like scared because they were like, you can't tell anyone. So yeah. I told two of my friends. I had Same. like 20. Same. And, or like 20 that I wanted to tell, Yeah. but was scared to. So one of them was like, why does it say Rachel's in Pennsylvania? And like, <laughs> I like. And then your phone was gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yikes. That's. Yeah. I mean, I had so friends. I think they found out after that. I had but. friends not find out until my photo was released. Yeah. Like, I think. Same. When did yeah. I find out? You Probably. Well, no, you knew I was going on. I knew because, because our Bri mutual friend. Casey and then Casey had to tell Kira. <laughs> so Brie was my number one confidant who you clearly can't trust. <laughs> Wait, that's your friend who came on, right? Yes, yeah, Crazy. yes. But I knew that was going to happen. Um, no, I, I, so many of my close friends did not find out until yeah. I really did keep it like very lips locked. And I they even kept you the ending until lips, I kept the ending very tight mm -hmm. until the end. Because I also wanted to throw people off. I was yeah, like, yeah, one, obviously. I might be engaged. Well, you do. <laughs> You didn't want them to know you were part of the 97%. Yeah. Sorry. No. That is the hardest part is losing. And I will go to bat, and I've said this before, but the hardest part is really not, is losing. It's just like losing. Actually, oh, it's it's literally just being like, like, it, I, I think about the that all the time. Was, it's the rejection. The, it's not the well, fact no, that no, like. No, 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 no. For what? me, the rejection was not, the rejection was fine. I don't mind yeah. getting rejected. I, you, I will. I'm happy. I can handle rejection. Yeah. It's losing. Yeah. But it's not a competition. No, I'm agreeing with but you. But I felt like it was I'm a agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. Like, I think a lot of people that half the reason they're crying on the way home in that limo or the car that picks you up is just because, like, they didn't end up being the one. That's it. Yeah. Like, and oh, that was chosen. Yeah. I think that's yeah. it. Like, because, like, when they get home, I think, like, it's probably really, I, I mean, I'm talking out of my butt right now because, like, I don't She's know. She's like, I can't relate with being a loser. <laughs> no, I don't know. I no, wasn't there. I but wasn't I'm honestly just saying, like, I feel like, because we've had that conversation. I've talked to, like, I, I met up with Chelsea, like, right when I got home. Yeah. And we went to dinner. And she was, like, beaming, you know? She was yeah. like, that was so fun. Like, who could, you <laughs> know, like, like, I don't even think it. But I'm sure in the moment when she was going home, like, she was obviously sad, but... I feel like half the reason we were probably sad or people were probably sad going home was because like they were probably like, well, summer camp's over, you know, Literally, like, it yeah. felt like like we hung out with each other, obviously way more than we hung out with Matt. Yeah. And like half the reason, like I was crying at some rose ceremonies 
because I was having to say bye to people that I knew oh I was going to see for like, were we not? Like we were yeah. so like sad. sad. I was sad. Yeah. And I think that go. was half the reason. Like I was so sad when you left because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to see Brie for so long. I didn't see you Towards for so long. End. Yeah. It was a very long time. Yeah. And how was the dynamic though? Did you ever still think like this person is forming an emotional connection with the guy I really like too? You would know more than that. I don't know how I did it because, like, I do, I will, like, fully admit, like, I am a jealous person to an extent. Like, I try not to, like, let it get unhealthy in a way. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, like, if I if I see Matt, like, you know, talking to some random girl, I'm like, who's that girl? <laughs> you know, and then it could be, like, his, like, best friend's sister or something. I'm like, all right, she gets a pass. Fine. But, like... She's my cousin. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, all right, fine. I guess I'll let your cousin slide. But like, but for the most part, like in the show, I don't know how, but I felt like all of us did a really good job of separating or like, what, what did we always say? Car- compartmentalizing, compartmentalizing our yeah. relationships with like each other and with Matt. Like it honestly never registered with me that like I was like becoming really good friends with Brie and then we were also going on dates with the same guy <laughs> like with like two days apart not even a day apart overnights yeah like <laughs> I don't know well, why it never read I, I don't know well what did you know. maybe I just never let myself well and that was the thing though is like I think the it was key to compartmentalize otherwise you would have gone crazy spiral yeah and, and I, I feel I like it's an opportunity for them to take advantage of your mindset mm-hmm. whenever you're down and Who's whenever them? you're really down the producers yeah. And you felt like they... I definitely spiraled um, during Fantasy Suites. Like, yeah. I... You know how, like, Susie was, like, literally going down... Did you watch Clayton's season? And she's, like, no, going down I the didn't. staircase. And she's, like, if he slept with other girls, like, I'm going home. Like, she was going crazy. Like, she's going mm. sort of crazy. Or so, like, the show showed. Yeah. Um, like, that was me. Like, they... I think they purposely held me last to like make me go crazy yeah and they did a great job I went crazy I was like so not okay running on three hours of sleep you know locked away in a room like just like all you're left with no one but yourself and your thoughts and I have this really bad habit of always thinking the worst yeah so like I'm thinking like well his mind's changed like I'm probably gonna show up to this date or not even change but just like decided I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. and whether it was like either it was me or he changed his mind or it wasn't me. And now it can never be me because he's like decided now. And so I thought I was like going to be walking up to that date and he's going to be like, yeah, it's over. Or he was going to be leading me on just for the show, then sending me home, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like we all kind of wanted that reassurance. Like we all, I think we're kind of like poking at like give me an answer Mm -hmm. and like he did a great job of reassuring me like I thought I was like okay it has to be me from what he's saying blah 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 but then like we'd all get together and I feel like a lot of girls said oh I got so reassured yeah to where it makes you second guess yourself so then I'm thinking like well I felt I felt good about us until now this is where whenever people ask like were you blindsided and I say yes not even necessarily because I was like Matt Matt is going to choose me because Matt loves me. 
Yeah. In my mind, I had already told myself, Matt is going to choose me because this is like the only like logical option. This is the only logical next. I thought he was going to choose you. Like I put we my all producer did. hat on. If you asked any of the girls, we were like, well, it's Matt and I, because this is what I was doing. I put my producer hat on and I was like, we have to figure out how the way the show is going to end. And yeah. we will do everything in our power to make sure he does not end up with Rachel. And that's what I kept telling why, myself. Why? 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 Well, if I'm speaking personally for myself, I felt like having, we know that he was marketed as the first black bachelor, whether he was consenting to that or not, which I think was a really big step. But if as a producer, you still do have to take like inventory of the cultural environment and your awareness and surroundings of what's happening culturally. And in my, in my mind, I kept telling myself, there's no way they couldn't, there's no way they would not let him end up with someone who wasn't black. Wow. because of the show and if you and think about true. it it's your show it's your job it is literally She's your right. job to tell a cohesive story from start to finish and yes there are obstacles and yes there are challenges and heartbreaks and but at the end of, at the end of the day love prevails all and mm-hmm. I was so strongly convinced that they were going to make this the one where black love prevailed wow. they I'd... wanted that it was so important for them to portray that with yeah. everything that was going on in the world. I mean, obviously it's been going on now for forever, but like it was at a, it was at a peak, you know? Yeah. And I thought the same thing and, and like talking to Matt about it afterwards. Yeah. You were spot on. Yeah. They did want that. Yeah. And not only did I feel that too. And so I was just waiting, like I was just waiting for it, but now talking with Matt about it, like, they they did do like They'd go to probably miles. everything they could to like to get us to not be together because they didn't want us to be get together. And you know what's funny is when we finally and like I mean obviously I have Matt to thank for even just being together at this point because he just put his foot down. You know like yeah. he was like this is what works. This is who I want to be with. And sorry if this doesn't like like you go back home and write your storyboard. One hundred percent. Um. Because he did say, he was like, as soon as, like, I knew, like, I let them know because I knew that they were going to have to make it work. And um, and so you're spot on with that. But, yeah, it's just it's just crazy how well, they, make, they try to make it work like I'll that. I'll also they, say... This is what I was trying to say. At the finale, when we were mm. wrapping filming up, you guys, <laughs> it's hilarious. We, they couldn't have been more disappointed like he handed me that final rose and as we're like doing our final interview they're literally like breaking apart the the set around (laughs) us like not one single person like came yeah not one single person like came and was like congrats or just like you know like i'm happy for you guys didn't even say bye like there were people that (laughs) i spent two months with and packed it up and were like well, we failed. Failure of a season. <laughs> and it hadn't even aired yet. You know? <laughs> like, that's how it felt. Insane. Yeah. This is so why people right. ask me, like, did you know? I was like, no, because I was so sure that this, they were going to follow the storyline. And this is they where tried. I also they feel like hardest. things And then got, think about it. They didn't even get an engagement. <laughs> they yeah. They were breaking that was down the, the set. That they were like, actually, actually, Rachel, people, I promise it's you. It's not because they didn't want him to be with you. It's because they didn't get what they wanted out of the end, yeah. which ultimately was the engagement period. And But he wasn't going to get yeah. engaged with anyone who, regardless of who he ended up no. with. But it, it also, it also made, this is also something I have to acknowledge or feel like I have the privilege because I also felt like, 
they were going to let him either end up with or push him to choose Michelle or I at the end because they, yeah, they we did. were the most palatable because we're mixed, we're biracial, yeah. and they were wow. like, okay, our audience can handle that. Our audience it. will will be able to to swallow this a and, little bit easier. Yeah, and that was this was never aired, um, but Michelle and I talked to AFR. And she kind of even, like, we touched on that. She was like... What's AFR? Sorry. So, AFR is... Um, what is it? After the after Final After the Rose. Final Rose. Oh. Yes. Um, so, it's the after show. And it's actually filmed in, like, real time pretty much. Usually, it's live, but because of COVID and whatnot, it wasn't live for us. Thank God. Because Matt, no joke, took, like, 10 minutes to answer each question. <laughs> like, we wouldn't have gotten anything done because it would have just been the commercial. It would have been like this. <laughs> for 10 minutes. Wait, he was like, just right. sitting... Being yes. silent? Yes. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, probably just because he was trying to figure out the perfect things to say because he was under so much pressure. Yeah. So it was so hard for him. Like, I'll never forget that because I felt so bad. And that's half the reason, like, if you watch it back, I'm, like, <laughs> trying to comfort him and be like, Matt, just say something. And then he's, like, pulling away because he's, like, you can't touch me right I now. I specifically remember this. Yes. <laughs> and Did everyone's, like, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, he's disgusted with her. Yeah, of course that wasn't, like, the case. Like, not that. But you know what's funny is everyone thinks, like, we were faking that, too. Crazy. Yeah, that was not fake. People were, like, they faked breaking up. Like, no. All right, here you're hearing it first. Like right here, he dumped me. Okay, everyone. Like so, you were real. part of the ninety-seven percent. I was. Wow. So really, it's a hundred percent. Really, it was a hundred. It was hundred percent. He dumped. No he broke up with all one hundred percent. He did. He actually did. He actually did. Yeah. Actually, wow. we have to think about the the girls that sent themselves home. Three girls sent well, themselves home. So, yeah. anyways. <laughs> He yeah, took a long time to answer the questions. Oh, me and Michelle, though. Yeah. So me and Michelle, we were, we were talking, and she was basically just saying, like, talking about the audience itself. And she was like, how crazy is it that everything that happened this season with you and with the host and everyone, like, you still have all of these followers. You still have all of these supporters. Mm. You still have people defending you. And here we are, and, you know, everyone else in the top five yeah. was interracial or mixed. Bi yeah. Yeah. Biracial. And, um, and you know, like no one was, and I can't, I don't even like talking about it, but she was basically saying like, we're not even like at the level you are. And why do you think that is? Mm -hmm. She was basically saying like, it's, it's the audience. Like, it's not just you, but this entire audience of the show. Right is some type of way yeah. to where like not only are they following you and defending you and supporting you, but they don't even have the decency to like support yeah. us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I will even, so I agree with you on that. It was it's also so true. That's the franchise. And if you look at, and if you look at, um, I even felt bad with Michelle's season because obviously the seasons have been going like this every time they're aired. Mm -hmm. So yes, Katie's, um, like viewer wise did better. But even if you look at follower-wise, mm -hmm. like, Gabby and Rachel are doing very well. Yeah. And I think, I really do think that just goes to show you that, like, like, that audience, like, why why are they choosing to follow Gabby and Rachel over right. Michelle or anyone else, any other woman of color that was on the season previously, especially lead, though, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. it's just, it's really crazy when yeah. you look at it, so... I agree with you, and that was their that was like their thing with Matt's season. They were like, "We can we can do this," but sadly, I also think it wasn't for Matt. It wasn't for any person of color. It was for themselves to try and 
of course monetize off of like what was happening in the world yeah wow. And they obviously didn't do a great job with it. <laughs> well, we talked about this on our episode. It was like, yeah, it backfired. This is, yeah, their response to the Black Lives Matter movement. Someone in a different state getting murdered for being black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were like, let's get a black lead on the show. Yeah. And do you feel like you were supported as a black contestant as well? I mean, I didn't... <laughs> I went on a reality TV show. Like, no. (laughs) You can't go on a reality TV show and say, I'm going to be supported as a black contestant. That doesn't exist in America, sorry, Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. to anyone who thinks they're going on a reality TV show to be supported as a black woman. And, you know, that's why in my mind, I put on, it was easy for me to put on my producer hat. And that's what I was about to say. They'll, They'll support you as far as what benefits them. Exactly. And that's probably the only reason you thought, like, this could work out for me is because it helps them. Exactly. So coming off the show, and I know you mentioned it, you mentioned the controversy with the host. Mm -hmm. Um, You came under fire for racially insensitive photos that surfaced of you online when you were in college. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, there was controversy surrounding that season because of those photos and because you were on a really big big reality show of dating the first black bachelor. Mm -hmm. Um, You've since issued multiple apologies and shared on numerous occasions how regretful you are of what happened. And now that I've gotten the chance to know you fairly well since coming off the show, I kind of wanted to back up a little bit and reflect on what you felt two years coming off of the show. Um, I would like to say as someone that isn't the biggest Bachelor fan, knowing you (laughs) before you've been on the show and knowing you since you've come after we had just like an amazing conversation about who you are and really bringing your personality to light as well. So what was going through your mind mentally when that happened? I I like, not that I hate talking about it, but I, I honestly like, I feel bad talking about like what I went through only because like, I don't want to like make myself a victim in any way or like center myself with it because like when all of that was going on yes like that was like easily like the darkest time in my life but like we talked about this and like it overshadowed the entire season including like every other woman that was there Mm -hmm. and once like that all registered it honestly like made it even worse because I was like this ruined everyone's entire journey with it I hate the word journey because of the show (laughs) but I guess experience like like it overshadowed everyone's experience with it like anytime anyone was being asked about the show or anything it was so what do you think about what the host said about this and Rachel and blah 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 and it's like why is that the only thing that you guys think and like of course it's just clickbait and it's the headlines and whatnot but like it was just really sad that all of these women got like so overlooked with like just like getting or people getting to know who they were and everything like that Mm -hmm. um so yeah like that was just hard on its own and then just you know everyone it was weird living that life like you know three four years ago when it got resurfaced and then already having gone through all of that and and another thing is is like this is the first time I've ever saying this. I did say this on AFR, and of course I didn't show it, but 
there was there wasn't a party like everyone says there was yeah. um I didn't go like celebrate whatever everyone was trying to say there was no parade I've seen crazy stuff crazy stuff I'm sure you have I've <laughs> seen crazy stuff like people are saying yeah. like there was reenactments parties parades people were dressing like I don't know just crazy stuff and um I guess that was hard, just, like, reading that and, like, saying, like, okay, no, that's not what it was. But I will say, like, I also could have known, I could have known the history of that fraternity. And I could have known what, like, why we were even wearing those dresses and whatnot. Because the whole thing was, like, us girls going to, literally renting these dresses just to go get photos in them. It was, like, prom. Yeah. Like, how... That's so crazy to think about now after just seeing, like, just really, like, realizing what that was. Even before the show, I I realized, like, what that was and what that fraternity represented and everything. And I had gone through that, you know, personally already. So I guess it was a big deal just, like, having to relive that. But then, like, everyone's, of course, they're learning about it for the first time. So it's happening in real life for them. So they also think, like, that's still who I am. Yeah. And, and like, that includes, like, all the women on the show, too. So I, I spoke to some women, and they were like, why would you even come on the show? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. They were like, why did you even come on the show knowing that you were about to potentially, like, be with the first Black Bachelor, knowing, like, this is what, this is who you were. And that's mm-hmm. what really hurt, because I was like, yeah, but it's not who is, I am, yeah. you know? So when you say it's not who you are, can you can you just say what the fraternity represents and kind of what the event was? Yeah. Well, so so from my understanding, obviously the, the fraternity KA, um, who the leader, I think, was Robert E. Lee. Well, like, and it was my neighbor. He, he'd asked me, like, last minute, and he was like, will you go with me? He was a little sweetheart. And I was like, yeah, I would love to go with you. And it was mm-hmm. a beach trip. And it was, um, I think it was at Hilton Head that year. And so mm-hmm. that was the formal, was just going to the beach for the weekend. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that Wednesday is when, you know, you go take those photos and whatnot. And I guess realizing that afterwards, some big schools, because I think it was banned in two 2016 I want to say and Mm -hmm. I think that happened in 2018 so I don't even think I I think I was a freshman when it had gotten banned and um I didn't know any of that I hadn't gone till my junior year that was the one and only time that I was invited and went and whatnot and um we I went to a really small school. I'm not. I hate even like talking about it as if it's like me making an excuse because I could have easily known all of this. Um, but I guess that was a real thing. Like they, there were schools that would have parties and whatnot. And um, I don't even. I don't know. Like I guess they would just. Um, it's really it's tradition. hard to say. It's really hard to say. Yeah. Because, it's tradition. Because I just didn't, it didn't happen at my school. And so I was like oblivious, sadly. Like it's really hard to like sit here and be like, I didn't know. Because um, I easily could have known. I could have been like, why do we even wear these? Like, why do we, why do I like spend all this money to rent a dress for a couple days just to get some photos in it that's so ridiculous and like obviously everyone knows at this point like what they represented and everything so I'm sitting here thinking like and I barely had 
or at least like our school, like I said, like we were in the middle of Georgia, we were smaller. We weren't like our demographics and whatnot. Like there weren't mm-hmm. a lot of people of color. Um, and it was just like, it's just crazy to think like Matt, Matt put it so well. He was like, I don't even think I would have been, well, and this is what's crazy. He, he did say at Wake Forest, like he was like, I wasn't even allowed at those fraternities. Yeah. And, um, because, because he was black and, um, mm. or so he, so he says, they say it was cause he was a football player. Yeah. That's what I, or, which that is was like, my what thought. is that reason? Don't football play? Aren't they like so, have social clout? So, oh, that was my thought was that he couldn't go cause he was a football player. Well, that's what they say. But then he would say like, but then like the baseball players and lacrosse players would show up and they're white and they'd be like, oh man, come on in. Mm. So he was like, so what is it at that point? Because like, they would be like, you're, you're a football player. And like, then you could think like, oh, like the football player is going to show up and all the girls are going to give all the football players attention. And then these frat dudes aren't going to get, you know, any attention. And I'm sure that's their excuse. But in reality, they were inviting. Yeah. Other football players. They weren't. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. And like, we didn't have sports at my school. We didn't even have a football team. So like, that wasn't an issue, I guess we had. Yeah. Um, and like, but, but you know what's so crazy is when I look back on that, there were fraternities that did have people of color, whether, you know, you were, you were black or, and we, we had like, we had certain sororities that were, you know, black women only and things yeah. like that. And like, it's just crazy when I look back at all of our organizations and there were some fraternities, they didn't have a single person of color. They're hundred percent white dudes. And that was that fraternity. And I guess because I was just, like, sitting there living in that privilege, not even having to ask myself those questions at the time. Yeah. Like, why am I wearing this dress? Like, I just was like, oh, it's, like you said, like, traditional. I just didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And um, people, like, just really, like, idolized, like, or just, like, I don't know, fantasized, like, Old South and getting to wear the big gowns and dressing up and going to the beach and all this. And it was never this question as to, like, what does this represent? What does this represent? And um, and it was sad because, I mean, I was 20 years old, and mm-hmm. I could have easily known that, yeah. especially with, like, just how other schools probably did it. I mean, I could have probably probably Googled that, and it was 2016 that for, that formal was banned, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And, like, not that, like, we threw a lot of people are like, I can't believe like they threw that party like on campus, like against the school's rules and broke all that. Like it's cause it, that wasn't a real, really what happened. But like, if I would have just sent yeah. like one little sentence, like I could have known all of this stuff and I would have been like, all right, this is like terrible. I shouldn't support this. I shouldn't, you know, yeah, sit here and dress up like this. Any, I mean, it's just crazy looking back on it now because it's really scary how, how many kids the even these days like I do I do have hope for the younger generation and whatnot because I do think that they have more access and or, or it's just more in their it's it's more in their face more yeah. which like I wish just growing up in Georgia and whatnot like I don't know if it's like this everywhere yeah but. I, I do have hope for, like, the younger generation thinking, like, they just see it more and they learn at an earlier age and they have more conversations about it and whatnot because, like, 
where I grew up, like, it just, like, wasn't really a conversation. Even, like, even anyone that I grew up with that was a person of color, they never talked about it either. Yeah. But maybe they never talked about it because they didn't feel like they could talk about it with me, not because it wasn't happening to them, because I'm sure they felt discriminated against at times in their life, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just nice to know that at least I think it's more, people are more aware of it now, and we can have conversations about it at an earlier age and whatnot to where hopefully one day it can't be. Like, hopefully there's not another Rachel five years from now that's just doing... Well, no, and it it sounds like the biggest, not the biggest regret, because I think it just sounds like that you were you were mostly also disappointed in the fact that obviously yes you did it, but the fact that you you did not have the tools, the awareness, the knowledge at the time to know and to push yourself to have gone the extra mile to educate yourself and listen that happens to all of us right now like that's Mm -hmm. you know self-awareness is a journey awareness is a journey that we all have to go on and to your point it's like racism happened to me or I experienced a lot of racism growing up in school in Texas and I did not speak up about it (laughs) so to your point like there are a lot of how are you supposed to know what you're doing wrong as a child if the black person's not the one telling you yes I mean there's just so much to unpack here because it's also like if you don't have the words to eloquently describe what's happening and knowing people you're not in the you're a minority so people in the majority it's also something to think about like this could have happened to any person that was in that photo Mm mm-hmm how do you feel like the other people that have been that were in that photo who went to school with you mm-hmm. have also been on this journey of unlearning and relearning as well yeah um you know what's so crazy is like when all of that was happening i had gotten so many dms from so many different people either saying like i did this and that's this is not what it means you did nothing wrong people are trying to twist this into you know what fits their narrative and then I got people and that was I will say that was the minority as loud and as many comments as I got that said that which and I literally had to ask those people I was like can you please stop saying this because you're wrong and they still would but I I did get a lot more people saying I did this or something similar or I went to something like this in college whatever it was like they related in some way and they were like I didn't even question what this represented and after seeing this now like I'm really like really not only like questioning like what happened but I'm also just like trying to ask myself like where I'm at with all of this and why I never asked myself like what this was about and if this was okay mm-hmm. and I had a lot of people basically saying like I'm I'm gonna go through this like journey with you because like I can resonate with this and like thank you for like sorry that you know you're going through this but also like this is gonna be good that this was highlighted for people because like believe it or not like there's a lot of people that are in your shoes and hopefully this will open their eyes and wake them up a little bit to like whether they went through the exact same thing whether they went to that formal or whether they just did something similar whether it was like a really messed up like uh social 
Is that what we'd call them? Yeah. Like just anything or anything in life. Like if, if they just didn't ever question, like this is racist. Right. And now they can like go through that and be like, okay, I need to recognize like all of this stuff in my life. So that was like the one like little silver lining, I guess, of everything going on at the time was like, if I can help out one person, like open their eyes and like help them realize like, okay, this is like something I have to talk to myself about and the others around me and like really learn through and like learn to unlearn. Then I, that's the one little thing like, okay, at least I did that. Yeah. That's a, that's a perfect segue into my next question because I felt like, I think it was probably pretty apparent that on one hand, you know, you issued several apologies and people were, you know, probably count, count, it was counterproductive to what you were trying to do. It was like, don't worry, you didn't do anything wrong. But at the same time, on the other side, it was Mm -hmm. like, I know I've participated in equally similar situations and things. And Mm -hmm. I also want to be on this journey with you. So how did you decide again? Because I feel like it would have been so easy for you to like, just recluse and say this, I give up. This is just too hard. I can't please everyone Mm -hmm. and meanwhile your whole you know your platform at the time was very dependent on taking a stance one way or the other yeah how did you decide that you wanted to continue to put yourself out there one continue to share your personal journey Mm -hmm. two and decide that you know your network your audience your community was even worthy for you to be able to share now the most intimate personal aspects of your life with them I think there were like a lot of layers to it because at the beginning I did just like want to delete my whole account and like fall off the face of the earth (laughs) like I really considered it a lot um multiple times I was like do I just delete like is this the day um and then especially like when Matt and I like when we had broken up that was actually kind of the turning point for me because that was um, like a week before AFR. And um, that was after I had posted like my written statement because I was pushed to write a written statement and not speak to mm. my, like speak to my followers like with my, my face and whatnot. By who? Um, by the show and by producers just because they were like, you could just like look in the corner and people will look too far into it. Like they kind of like just were like, it's easier to write a written statement. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, I feel like that kind of backfired because a lot of people were like, either like, wow, like she can't even like say it. And then the other half was like, wow, this was actually really well written. Like props to whoever wrote this for her. Like no one like actually thought it was even from me. And so after, like I said, like wanting to be like, all right, I'm just going to fall off the face of the earth. And then when Matt broke up with me, that's when I was like, what else do I have to lose? Like it cannot get worse from here. There's nothing else I can lose at this point. Like I already lost the one thing like I didn't want to lose. And so that's when I like went rogue and posted that like long video of just me talking like face to face. And then, um, I posted that as I landed in California to film AFR. And I'm not kidding when I say I posted it, got to the hotel. Because, like, I posted that and I posted, like, just resources, like, trying to, like, show people, all the people 
that were like, you did nothing wrong. Like, I was trying to post resources of links for, like, articles and whatnot on my stories just to show, like, for all of those who are saying I did nothing wrong, like, this is why it's wrong. Because I just, like, wanted at least to, like, try and show people, like, this is why it's wrong. Stop saying this is okay. And so I posted all of that. I got to the hotel, took my phone, Mm -hmm. and I didn't see anything. And I talked about this. You had your laptop. I didn't have anything, right? I refused to go back in. Without something. Yeah. (laughs) Or you had your phone. That was never going to happen to me again. Yeah. Oh, I, I, like, I was never going to, I told them, I was like, you want me to be here for the purpose of a show. I wasn't going to go. I had yeah. no reason being there. Yeah. I was like, fuck this. I don't need to do this anymore. So you had your stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. But I was also, yes. But, but I will say I did bring a burner phone in. My um, brother's girlfriend like brought in, she literally went to Walmart and bought me like a pay as you go phone. Yeah. And how do you sneak? Do, do they like pat you down? No, 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 no. but they just like expect you to hand over your electronics oh, when you get there. Do, can't you literally hand over? I guess I could have handed over the burner phone. You could have handed over your sister's electronics and they would have never (laughs) noticed. Like, Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're not forcing... Again, this is why the show is so, in my mind, like hilarious. And people are like, oh, the show, the show, the show. They don't force you to do anything. They just manipulate you into thinking you have to. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, I did that. And then through my burner phone, um, I kind of got the gist of like what people were saying. And then... um, People apparently, like, after that, like, people had been being terrible towards Rachel Lindsay, but then, like, I don't know, like, what fueled the fire if, like, my my statement or anything did, but then I, I asked for my phone back at that point, and I was like, I, I have to say something with all, like, everything going on, and they gave me my phone back, just for, wow. just for an hour, just so I could make a, another statement, just, like, asking people just to, like, lay off of, like both Rachel and Matt and just everything. I was like, you guys are like disappointed in the wrong people. What were people saying to Rachel? It's so ridiculous because they were mad at her for what the host had said. And I'm like, she, what did she do? They were acting like she made him say what he said. Like I, to this day, I really, I still don't understand because it doesn't make any sense. Like I can't follow like why people were coming for her I mean, because people she's a black are woman of, racist. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's what it comes down to. Because she wasn't that all she was. She interviewed him. That's it. Like that's all she had. And he walked, like the host walked right into that. It was crazy. So, just with after all of that, and then seeing still what people had to say, even after I showed them everything, like was trying to get through to people. That's when I was like, okay, at least like. I have this platform that, like, I don't deserve right now. I need to, like, at least try to not only, like, show people, like, who I am and whatnot and not, like, who they saw, like, on TV or on, like, their, like, their news station with everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. But also, like, if I can help, like, a handful of people that are saying, like, I did nothing wrong or they're not understanding or, like I said earlier, like they went through something similar and now they're like, I will go through this with you. Like, you know, what's next? I guess I just, I felt like I owed it to both myself and for those that could relate in some way. Mm. Um, Or even those who were so not even accepting of trying to realize like, 
what was wrong. I felt like I just owed it to everyone just to like try and talk more on, you know, what really was going on and like what was wrong with all of this. And, and like, it's, it's difficult because I'm obviously not in the position to teach people by any means, but I at least want to like, I guess throughout the year, I just like when I felt like it was okay for me to speak up because there's even some instances like where like it's not even my place to like voice my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess just whenever I would like read a book or come across things or like whenever anyone asked me, like I would try to share like one little thing just to like try and like keep the, the conversation going, I guess like, Hey, like, this isn't over and done with just because it's not in headlines anymore. And then also just like having the platform in general, like, I mean, a few months ago I was able to work with, um, this nonprofit girl movement, which is, um, they, they highlight on like working with young women of color that are trying to break the space into like entertainment and, um, technology and whatnot. And, um, it's just nice. Like, you know, if I have this platform that I don't deserve, I might as well try and do something good with it. Mm-hmm. So I think after all of that, I just was like, I'm like a broken record now, but like I just owe it to both myself and for like so many people around me that went through all of this or that are still hurting from this or that still experience, you know, what I did and what other people do every single day. Like they're still hurting from it or they're still having to go through it. Like I might as well try and do something about it or just help in any way I can yeah and I really like how you worded it I don't know why people are defending me because even me as a viewer I was like I remember one of my friends came to me and was like I feel really bad for this girl Rachel and I was like why is the host defending and and why is this host defending someone when whether it was on purpose or whatever your intentions were, there are plenty of women, and this is being friends with Brie, I was like, there are plenty of women that are hurting because of this. Yeah, and you're not the only victim. No, I wasn't the victim, I wasn't. That's Mm -hmm. why I was like, and I still get to this day, it's like, I can't believe you lost the host's job. I still get those questions. I still get those (laughs) comments. Like, probably today, I I got that. He's a grown man. I'm like, why are you guys acting like I... I didn't even know he was doing that interview. Like, my phone was blowing up with everyone else's, you know? Like, I had no idea. But I agree. Like, I thought the same thing. I, I don't know, and like... Like, the ignorant side of me wants to be, like, it's because I was, like, the final one, and he was trying to save, like, the fact that, like, we were together, but, yeah, he wouldn't have said everything that he said, you know, if he would have cut himself short, right then and there, it said the one sentence, like, let's just let them have their time, he could have ended it like that, but obviously that wasn't the case because of everything else that was said afterwards, so it's not the reason. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to part one of our episode with Rachel Kirkconnell. As you can tell, we had an amazing conversation with her. We cannot wait to release part two, which is coming out Tuesday of next week. Tune in. Thank you so much for listening to Yeah, But Who Cares? We care a lot about what you think. And actually, your reviews really help us out. So please like subscribe, follow or comment and leave a review. Even if it's negative, we want to improve. And I'd like to give a big fat disclaimer. We are not professionals. We are not therapists. 
We are not financial professionals, so please seek out professional help. Um, and this podcast was produced with our friends over at Yeah But Who Cares, including our trusty producer, Serena. Serena. Um, it was also produced in partnership with Under the Influence. Shout out Under the Influence. Shout out Under the Influence. Where can people find us? If you want to find us, you can find us on our personal pages, Bree Springs and Sasana. Yes. But more importantly, you can find Yabba Who Cares on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Did I miss anything? I, that's actually the most accurate one. Yeah. That's the most. Those are the most important ones. Yes. So thank you. Goodbye. See you next week. Kisses. Kisses. Kisses.